This is the Player One podcast with Josh and Sam, where life is one big game and we are Player One. What do we mean by that? We mean that if you treated life as if it was a simulated game and that you're an active Player One inside of it. How you win is simple. Reach your full potential. So, are you ready to level up? Alright, Isaac. So tell us about how did you get started with jiu-jitsu and, and where you're at the moment with it? Well, firstly, thanks, boys, for having me on your show. Um, really appreciate Sorry. it and uh, loving what you're doing. Um, yeah, so I started jiu-jitsu when I was like 16. I, like When I was younger, I played heaps of sports. So I was always playing sports like throughout school. I was like getting terrible grades, but always getting an A plus and PE plus. But <laughs> so eventually... Um, I was playing AFL and I loved the aspect of tackling and, and that sort of like sort of like hardball gets um, in AFL. And then I had one mate who owned a skateboarding store and a jiu-jitsu school. And every time I'd go buy a new skateboard, he would be like, come in and uh, try jiu-jitsu. And eventually I did. And then from my first class, I just loved it. So started uh, when I was about 16 and then, yeah, just kept it up from there. Sick. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I'm just trying to do something. My bad. And and with, with your so just recently you had your match on uh, on Subversion and you yeah. won. How, how did that go? How did you feel before the match and how did you feel when you when you got the win? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought I was gonna. I thought it was gonna be a, like a good match. Um, people were saying that like this guy's a little bit stubborn, like doesn't doesn't like tapping out or like is a bit hard to submit and that sort of stuff, but. Um, I started like just attacking his legs. What actually happens? Like the match was meant to be an eight-minute match, and then I walked on to 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 compete, and it said seven minutes up on the up on the timer. And I asked the referee, "Oh, is it not an eight-minute match?" <clears throat> and what had happened was my competitor asked the promotion to quickly change it just before we started the match. So no one told me that before we started. And then, uh, so I just thought I'd work my A game, just <clears throat> work leg locks. Then eventually got a, got a good, good break on him um, with only like 40 seconds left to go. That was a, so, uh, yeah, it was a good thing that I played my A game and just worked that. And then uh, after the match, the guy was complaining a little bit that I was doing leg locks and things like that. But it is a submission grappling event. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. Look, submission grappling, submission grappling. At the end of the day, everyone knows what what you come there to see. But where are you at now? So, what are you looking to do after this? Because that that's you know you've had a few um, a few good wins now, like on a few different good promotions. What are you looking to do while everything's locked down? Yeah, just because I'm like stuck in Australia, back right here um, at the moment. I'm just looking to take any like black belt match possible so i put a put a bet match out there like on my instagram page i, I said like fifteen hundred dollars like if any black belts want to compete i'll pay them fifteen hundred dollars if they beat me um but i haven't got any takers for that uh yet i've been trying to promote that a little bit just for the next <laughs> version which will be uh, september the 13th um so i'm really trying to just like get any sort of match at the moment um just really just to keep up comp experience. Um, so the more I compete at the moment, the better, the better. So have everything you got, is, yeah. Have you got any names in mind? What's that, sorry? Have you got any names in mind? 
No, anyone, anyone, any black belt. Like, I want the best black belts in Australia. I think I'm, like, uh, I could compete against anyone here for sure. Um, so, for me, it's just experience for ADCC at the end of the day. Okay. Is that your main main competition goal at the moment? Yeah, so I'll have, like, the ADCC trials at the end of the year. So, that's why I'm just trying to compete as much as possible. Um, hopefully I do well in the trials. Um, there's going to be two trials for the, for the next ADCC. So hopefully I can take take out one of those trials and, and get into like what, what we have is our biggest event uh, for submission grappling. Okay. So with that as your main, as your main focus, obviously, because we've been... Um, okay. So with that as your main focus, what would you say... How are you approaching competition this time around with a longer term focus you know people approach it differently we spoke to um Lockie and he has a like a, a good long-term approach by just staying consistent and identifying positions that he thinks are most important and sticking to those yeah. how are you approaching that competition and leveling up in general i think it's it's about like uh finding for me it's it's about finding my right pace like i don't want to go too hard too early i don't want to go like to, to be too complacent as well so finding like a good rhythm throughout the whole match and also focusing on uh for me um wrestling especially sit up wrestling uh wrestling from a seated position to a standing position as well so anything that uh and and another thing that i'm focusing on is not stopping until i score so just keep going until i score and that's something that, yeah that's something that john danahard like drilled into us in the last ADCC camp um, back in New York. He just said, just keep moving into your score. So whenever I'm competing, I'm just going to gonna like do my best until I end up on top and just like, yeah, come through with the win, hopefully. Good, man. Pace is something that, and Josh, we, we know this for striking for sure, and, but, and for jiu-jitsu as well, but I feel it more in MMA. Pace is something that can really break people if you have the gas tank to employ that strategy because you can just set a certain pace. doesn't have to be crazy, just a certain pace, maybe like a 60% and just maintain that with no breathers in between. People will actually look for the, the break in the rhythm, you know, when it's fighting, it's da, 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 and then you move and then you stop. People will look for that break, but if you don't stop at all, just keep pitter-pattering, maybe pick it up at certain points but no resting, just constantly staying on your bike, eventually people will like, will, will really wilt, especially when the wrestling is involved. So yeah, that's a good mindset to just say, okay, especially with jujitsu, you can't really get damaged unless you get caught in a submission, but you can say, I'm just going to keep moving, <clears throat> keep, you know, staying aggressive until I score my point. Yeah. yeah. Good. What about, what about mindset? Is there anything you do? with mindset in particular? Uh, lately, I've just been focusing on like not setting any limitations um, on myself, like uh, not setting any limitations on my, my potential. Um, and I guess like I know what I have to do to, to achieve my goals and now it's just a matter of doing it every day. So just knowing what I think, having a plan, knowing what you have to do and then being consistent and persistent and doing it every day. And that's what I really focus on, just getting like that that one percent better every single day. And if you can do that, then I think it, it's like your your success will be inevitable. 
Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to put it. So how I don't so when like you're a purple belt at the moment, right? Yeah. So how did you get to a point in your life when um, you were like, you know, I can actually have a real decent crack at this and make it a profession? What was that turning point for you? Um, I think like early blue belt days, like when I when I first started jujitsu, even like my first week of jujitsu, I remember like the coach that didn't know me at the moment, he would put me up against like his, his like up and coming, like green belts and up and coming blue belts. And they would think like, Oh, who's this kid? Like, I think like a lot of people just say, Oh, who's this guy? Like they underestimate me a lot, but then um, like I was doing well straight away. And then by the time I was like 17, I was teaching classes like in, in my academy as a blue belt. And I thought that um, if I could just like dedicate myself to this and I didn't, like I, for me, my gym, gym, like in my early days was like a bit of a getaway for me. So I was always at the gym. Like I was just, I didn't say it to myself, but I was always training more than anyone else. Like I, I didn't have like, like I didn't say, oh, I'm going to train more than everyone else, but I was always in the gym, just going to every session. And really, I just enjoyed it more than anything. I, I Like I love it sort of thing. So it wasn't like I have to do this. It was more like I want to do it. And because of that, I think, yeah, I think um, now I think I can keep it up, like keep training, keep it up and I can, you know, go as far as, as I want sort of thing. You definitely can. Yeah, that's it. That's simply how it works. So how did you get to a point where, so I know that you've traveled a bit and you've been, you've been in some pretty cool gyms and with some pretty cool um, top black belts. How did you end up getting a gig with the Danaher Descort? Uh, actually, it's a bit of a strange story. So um, I was just competing in the gi for the for my first three years of jiu-jitsu. So I've almost done uh, six years of jiu-jitsu now. My first three years was just in the gi, and um, Craig Jones' brother, Adam Jones, uh, was like, come over to Craig's uh, leg lock seminar in Thailand. So <clears throat> me and him went over to Thailand, and we did a two-week seminar. It was a week seminar and I spent another two weeks in Thailand and um, there was this uh, Canadian guy who was opening up a school, Justin, who was opening up a school in Canada and he he saw some potential in me and he said, oh, could you come and be the coach back in Canada? So um, I went home to Adelaide and I sold my car, sold all my surfboards, sold basically anything I owned and just took like a backpack <clears throat> over to Canada and I started teaching classes there, but I, I soon realized that the level in Canada, like in that area, wasn't that great for jiu-jitsu. So I thought if I want to really pursue jiu-jitsu, I have to go somewhere else. And New York was only an hour plane ride away. So Craig was there during that time as well. So I just met up with Craig and then things kind of happened from then. I like that. Yeah. So when, so I know at the start as well, before you started um, and living and really sort of living this journey, you did a few different like backpacking journeys, which that really interests me as well. So I, I seen that you went, was it through South America? You just got a yeah. van through that yeah. way stuff. How old were you when you did that? Yeah. So, um, I was, I just finished school and after like day one of finishing school, I got a job as a, a pool service mechanic. So I was a pool boy for a while. And um, I was like, yeah, just seven days a week, just cleaning pools, like earning some money. And then when I saved up enough money, I went to, uh, I wanted to do uh, gig welds. <clears throat> so I went to 
Team Lloyd Urban. I went to do a camp with Team Lloyd Urban in the Geese. So I was training with like Jamil, Will Taylor, Muhammad Ali, DJ Jackson, which, yeah, I was really grateful for that experience. Like awesome guys. I'll have a friendships with them forever. And then um, I did Gay Worlds and um, I actually got submitted by Jonathan Ives in like the third round, I think. Um, and then after that, me and my mate bought a, uh, a van in, uh, in America and we just started traveling around America for a while into the Grand Canyon and we split up, we split up here and there throughout the trip and um, did some back, like did some uh, hitchhiking like throughout there, went to San Diego for a bit and then we went to Mexico and ended up going all the way to uh, Costa Rica, just surfing and doing a little bit of partying after, after a hard couple of months of training. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds way better than our trip of going to where we go. We went to Six Flags to celebrate. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I guess that trip there. If you remember Six Flags, the moment with the gummies. <laughs> yeah, that was oh. definitely the best, like the best trip of my life. And I'm looking forward to do uh, another trip like that. But for now, it's just like train, train, and. Uh, eventually I'll be able to do another trip like that. But at the moment it's just training. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely got to have, you got to have that balance for sure. Yeah. And when you get that, we talk a lot about um, in a few different episodes, when you get that flow state happening and it could be just like a one-off session that you're in the flow. Mm. But if you find yourself in a very long extended time period of flow state where things are working and you're improving at a decent pace, mm. it's probably a good idea to stay in that for as long as you can. Yeah. For sure. Sometimes I feel like um, I lose myself. Like uh, I'm not even there anymore. I'm just like uh, in, in the movement of, of training and in the movement of rockland. That's really cool. When well, we had, um, do you know, so do you know much about striking? No, or who's, who's up there and who's not? No. Well, That's I know what Sam has told me in the past. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good jab cross. <laughs> well we had um so we had Callie Reese on last week and Callie Reese is like the John Wayne Parr um female version of, of Muay Thai in Australia. Oh wow. And um she spoke a lot about being present when you compete. She said mm-hmm. overall that's probably the number one thing that's gonna help you the the most. Mm-hmm. So she was saying how she had a, a sports psychologist that would help her um do some visualization going into a competition. And then she would always say that any time that she caught herself in her own head, sort of questioning things or, or chatter in the head when you're supposed to be, like you've got someone in front of you that's trying to knock your head off. Yeah. And she's usually probably lost around if she yeah. starts doing that, if she catches herself in that sort of mind space. But she says anytime she's in that flow where she's just reacting in, she's reacting with perfect um, like answers really. And she says, anytime you catch yourself in that, like you're going to be on your A game. So the more that you can keep yourself there, the more wins you're going to have throughout your career. Yeah. You, you become the process, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. So have you worked with, um, I know that Sam likes to speak a lot about visualization and, and he incorporates it as well, but do you, have you worked with like a, a sports psychologist or anyone professional to help you do this stuff? I, I haven't, but I have talked to a lot of people about this. Um, I've, I've always wanted to find like a, a sports psychologist to work with, but I just haven't, that just hasn't like come up yet. Um, but I do talk, talk about it a lot and I do think about it a lot. And, um, 
like when I just completed recently, like a lot of what I was doing was like breathing exercises and also just like um sensation. So just like almost like just like feeling my body and feeling like, like the full sensation, like just like if you were meditating and you have like consciousness and its contents, so like going through the contents of, of your breath and of your sensation and, and uh, controlling your thoughts as well. Um, so a lot of what I was doing was just like keeping deep breathing and keeping aware of like my breath and everything else. And I, I find like that helps me. Yeah. So you're saying like day to day you do that or are you saying before competition you'll do that? I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that every day for sure. Like I'll, I'll meditate first thing in the morning and before I go to sleep. And I find like that's helped me out heaps just to be a lot more mindful um, and also present and also focused as well. Yeah. yeah. Do you want like a, um, um, just, just lastly, and then we'll do the old same, but um, you know, have you done like any, uh, do you have like a sort a certain ritual before you compete? No, I, I, it always changes. But I, I do want one. Like, uh, like I like the idea of it because I, I read that. Like, I've read a lot of um, other athletes, like Michael Phelps, who do like exactly the same thing every day. And like before competition, it's just like a natural thing for him. So there's no nerves for him um, coming into a competition. It's just every other day. So I have been um, trying to design a few things, like a stretching routine. Like I would try to incorporate a stretching routine I do every time, like every morning, and then before I compete as well. Um, another thing that Gordon was showing me was before I compete, just to go through like three different positions, like uh, maybe escaping from uh, back control, um, getting your guard retention from side, like top side control, um, things like this. So just like going through your defenses as well before a competition, just to get those um, to get those sharp as well. So there are a few things that are, that I'm working on as well to try to get it, but I haven't I haven't uh, developed it the way like i want to just yet yeah it sounds like you're doing it the right way anyway i guess no real top athlete got there on the first shot i guess you got to trial and error until you figure out what works for you yeah 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 that's right yeah Try, trying like each competition i'll try something and if i like it then i'll keep it that's something that's really good about josh really good about yourself something that all three of us do is that first of all because I guess we've, we've had, I've had chats with both of you, both of you, and we all share that mindset. And the first thing about it is that we know we're on the, we're, we know we're in the journey and that we're on the way. Like, and I think understanding that helps you massively because especially with people like ourselves that can get really ambitious and we are ambitious and set big goals. I think one, it can be a double-edged sword and one side of it is not learning how to live in the present not learning how to really like enjoy the moment, constantly thinking about what comes like what comes next in the, in the way of attaining what it is we've set out. But over time, I know this was a change that I've had, I guess, over the past year. And I've noticed that in, in a few more mates as well, over the, over, we realized that, like I said, we know what we know we're in the process that the journey is happening right now and that you learn to embrace it each moment of it constantly planning, you know, the next week and the next week's training and then thinking about our goals um, is good for us. And it's definitely going to help us on the way to achieving everything that I guess that, that we have set out. But balancing that recently with being a bit present, I guess with the whole mindfulness, mindfulness movement as well, has really helped to balance things out for me. And I think, yeah, 
talking to both of you because we both we all, all three of us have ambitions in everything that we do like anything that we that we step into we're like okay let's see how we can how we can take this all the way and whether that's to do with potential or just ambition as a character trait um it really helps that we balance it out by always trying to be present focus on things like breath um breath work meditation yeah yeah it's crazy because Continuing on the idea of being present, like something that um, my pop actually said to me like a long time ago is to live every day as if it was your last day, but then at the same time, um, live for the next 10 years. So thinking longevity as well as being present. And because it's important to think ahead, but at the same time, just like be in the moment every single second, if it's possible. Yeah, it's a blessing. Each moment is a blessing and you can lose sight of that if you're thinking about the next one constantly. Yeah. 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 That's huge. Cause that's, um, you, you'll hear it all the time and depending on what your goals are is usually how you're going to plan on, on, on dealing with your life. And I think that, um, I've spoken about this before, but when I first got diagnosed with my tumor and I was at the time, I was thinking a lot of long-term goals, especially business minded, we're pretty heavy into business at the time. And most of our goals, well, my goals personally were longevity, and I was assuming that, you know, over the next 10 years, I'll do this and I'll do that. And then you hear something like that and you're like, oh, hang on a second. Maybe I'm, I don't have that long or, or whatever. And those thoughts start to creep in. And then, but at the same time, I never thought of the whole live each day as if it was your last. That thought never really kicked in, to be honest. It definitely made me more uh, mindful and, and more present and more appreciative, for sure. But I never thought like, Oh, today might be the day today it could be my last day and and try and and do things like that and be overly over the top and say everyone you know what i mean like i don't think that 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 real thought pattern exists i don't think it's um i don't think it's a it's it's a reality really i don't think that you can live every day as if it was your last you can definitely incorporate some habits that are going to help you um be present and things and i think that's probably the, the biggest takeaway but, you know, in terms of living every day, who's your last? I don't think that you can do that. Yeah. I well, think what, like, what I mean, like, what, what that means to me is just to, like, um, appreciate everything in your day. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're going to be seeing your friends, then you really appreciate, like, the communication you have with your friends. Or if, you, if you're going to, like, see, see your family, like, and you say goodbye to, like, one of your family members, like, you really mean, like, the words that you say to them or like like little things like that like you you're walking through your day and you you appreciate like the small things as well like for me that's what what that kind of like when people say that that's what i take out of it I think. yeah 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 100 percent. i agree with that that definitely is a that's a game chamber right there because i mean you probably got so many blessings throughout your life that you weren't even realizing until you just take a second to be like oh hang on i've got things pretty good and i think it helps you I don't know what it is. It's just like, you, it was always there. You always had it. But then when you start to put yourself into it and, and really realize that what you have, I don't know, it just sort of changes a lot. Yeah. Maybe it's a part of also like being grateful for everything. Like um, I know like a lot of people will just like write down at the end of the day or at the start of their day, just a few things that they're grateful for. And I think that can also be a bit of a game changer just to realize like what you do have and not always just wanting things as well. Yeah. Cause we, we all want something and we can all just focus on that all day. We want this, we want this, but we can actually like stop and think, Oh, what do we have and what can we be grateful for at the same time? And I think that just generally makes you happier. 
overall. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I don't know who said it. I don't know if it was someone that was on the podcast recently, but they were saying how uh, if you don't start to have these habits throughout your journey, once you do reach that pinnacle, what you thought was a pinnacle, you're not going to, you're not going to like, you're going to feel lost. You're not going to realize that what you've done. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but they were saying, uh, maybe it was um, my girlfriend's dad. He was saying how like he's had a, um, a really successful business journey. And he was saying that if you don't, he's like, I regret not doing this as I was growing up. It was cool. We had like a little um, father, son bonding sesh. I was helping him build a deck, whatever. And after it, we're having a beer and he goes, you know, if I could give you three pieces of life advice and off the top of my head, I might've forgotten one, but he said one, um, make sure you create the habit of enjoying, uh, sorry, appreciating your accomplishments. He's like, if you don't start that habit from the start, once you get to the pinnacle, you're not even going to realize that you've made it and you're going to feel very empty inside. I was like, okay, that's a good one. And then he said, um, make sure you appreciate the women in your life, which yeah, fair enough. And then, I can't remember the last one, but if it does come to mind, I will, I'll say it. Those, yeah. those two there are good. Those two there are just um, golden gems on their own. Like on, on the topic of gratefulness, which I'm happy one of the habits that I've employed recently, recently being in, in, the, in the last few months has just been adding to my affirmations, three, three affirmations of gratitude. And one that's come up um, a few times has been, gratitude for my friends and the, the network of people that I have, like such as yourselves, not to blow smoke up your ass, but to have, honestly, to have mates that you can actually have these conversations with is really, is, is a benefit, is a benefit to us because we know how important content is and whatever's, whatever input is going into us is affecting us in some way, somehow. And the fact that the mates that I talk to we chat about whatever we have a bunch, uh, a bunch of banter, but it's constantly about something about improvement, something about something else. And regardless of what anyone thinks that really helps us because we're so, we're so young and there's so much we're going to have to learn along the way. But one way of making sure we're constantly making that progress is to make sure your network and the people you communicate with um, are pushing you, uh, are helping you learn, you're learning together, you're growing together. It's important, it's important. And yeah, that's something that's crept into the gratitude list a few times. That plus another one I've said like pretty much three, four days in a row has been to be grateful for the journey itself and the challenges it brings. Because the challenges is where, especially this year probably being um, challenging for everyone in different ways has brought heaps of growth. So, on that, I would say, what do you think has been, where do you think you've made the biggest change this year or in the past 12 months that's had the biggest impact on your life right now to both yeah. of you? Yeah, especially because of like the pandemic and COVID and I got, um, I went back to Adelaide for a while and there was nothing really to do there. So I ended up working a job for a while and saving up some money and uh, I really had to stop and, and refine like some of my like daily routines and really make sure that all my habits and all my decisions will put me on the right directory and the right um, direction like towards my goals. And I also got a chance to <clears throat> reflect and prioritize like what was important to me and uh, what I need to do to, to achieve my goals as well. So 
um, I really got to prioritize my health and I really got to do some study on health and, and stuff like that. And I think grow a little bit mentally and like sit down and read some books on, on discipline and, uh, and a few other things like that. So uh, I think that helped a lot and a lot more uh, meditation, which helps me spiritually and just like also being around my, my family as well. So I got to build, build some relationships um, with my family, which was, which was something that I've uh, yeah done in the last 12 months sort of thing. Valuable. What about you, Josh? Uh, honestly, pretty pretty similar. I guess everyone's probably at some point going through their whole character analysis throughout this last 12 months. I think it's very valuable to do that. But I think even just a small one for me personally that I'm starting to notice benefits is just one habit that I started uh, probably from the first lockdown is just daily yoga. And I mean, I don't know, for, for some reason, it's just really helped me more than most things, I think. Like, I don't get me wrong, I'll try this and that. And I stay consistent physically, but... I think it was something that I always knew that I had to do because I've got some real stiff hips. And then just lately I'm like, you know what? Like these things that I thought I couldn't fix because I have a hip impingement on my left hip. And I thought that that was just the thing that would stay forever. Like I've just got that. But now I'm like, oh, hang on, you can fix things. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that way. And now just going through this, I can feel like just for every day is easier, but I'll, I'm going to notice, especially when we go back to full-time training, and I'm going to be one, I'm not going to be as injury prone. I'll be able to recover quicker. Head kick's going to be flying up there. So I think it's going to, it's going to help a lot. All right. Isaac, what would, what would be your one thing? If you could pick like one um, thing that you've adopted or one change you've made so far that has had the, the biggest positive impact on your life. I think, um, learning yourself like know yourself as best as you can learning to to understand yourself and know your why and know your intentions behind your actions because like i see i look at like a lot of a lot of people like just like from the outside and you know they're going out and they're drinking every weekend and it's like what, what why are they doing that like what's their intentions behind that like i think if you can really like go deeper on the understanding of yourself you can really okay understand yourself better and you can then understand like your goals better and your values and your principles and everything else so just like just like taking time to to be by yourself and and understand yourself and what you truly want and and then at, at the end of everything then you can understand what what you really want to do what you're passionate about and just do it just do what you love doing at the end of the day All right, i've got another question but first i'll give my own answer to that question this year, the one thing that I've adopted that's given me the biggest positive impact was has to be meditation. It's been the first time I've ever committed to it. And it would, it would be closely in line with affirmations, but I feel like I was kind of a little bit doing affirmations a little bit last year. Uh, but I definitely dove balls deep into affirmations this year. But meditation, for sure, it's just helped me. How has it helped me, like, I'm so scattered, man. Like constantly my head, <laughs> it is such a struggle to focus on things outside of training. That's the one thing. Training, it's like easy. But to sit down and get shit done, a struggle. And then also um, it can be a struggle in other ways too, just to have a mind constantly racing. But meditation has just helped me see more of my 
mind. That's all. And I think when, I, when I'm able to do that, the flow-on effect has been to be a little bit more thought out in my, in my actions and more aware of how easily my attention slips, which, hasn't, which of course is something to work on, but just being aware of it more often and being able to catch myself more often has helped me to definitely be much more focused and actually get shit done. Because Josh, you know for a fact how many things would be constantly, we would be chatting about and probably for the both of us, like a million things that we know we should do, but then one barrier to doing them is looking at all of them in your head instead of just saying, this is the one, do it, onto the next, onto the next. But that would be the one thing. And then overall, this year for all of us, it sounds like from your answers, has been a year where you've got to learn a lot about yourselves. And we've, we've got to learn a lot, a lot about ourselves. I know I have learned more, which, probably, which will happen every year, but I feel like I've learned a little bit more about myself. And like you said, Isaac, when you know, when you know more about yourself, you know more about your true intentions and try and like dig into every little thing and be completely honest. Um, it's a good exercise. But second question would be, what would be, what has been the most challenging thing you've had to deal with um, in the last 12 months? Oh, probably uh, being back uh, in Adelaide with the family. Um, <laughs> I've been traveling for so long, so it's just, you know, a phone call here and there, but then, you know, being in, being in the same, uh, like neighborhood as them and catching up so often that, that took some, some rebuilding. Um, but, uh, apart from that, just, um, for me, like when, when COVID hit, like I didn't lose any motivation just to like, um, stop training it was just a matter of like not being able to be in New York and actually training so I was still doing a lot of study and I was still able to set myself up a really good daily routine where I'm still getting that one percent better so I didn't find like I guess actually getting better at jiu-jitsu like with my training partners that was like the biggest challenge but um, I try to make use of other things like like you said like meditating and affirmations and um setting up like a, a good daily routine where you where you're studying like what you need to be studying and doing what you need to be doing for for your goals so but yeah i think yeah having having to like go back to to where i grew up was yeah i guess that was challenging a little bit challenging yeah okay that's good that's where the growth is but in the moments yeah i feel yeah about yourself josh um yeah that's a good one i guess like family's weird you know like especially some it's weird that you come from a family and it's weird to feel so different from your family i think i've always had that i never really i don't know what it is but i don't feel like i relate to my own family in a weird way and it is i can i know what you mean like it's hard to be around them at times but at the end of the day family's family you know so but honestly i don't think i've had a, a real challenge this year to be honest i mean yeah covid's annoying and it's um created a, a lot of annoying things but we're all doing it you know so i'm i'm just i'm grateful to be honest i don't think there's any real challenge yet is there anything that you could pick as a challenge that that you've uh, dealt with or oh, well i could say that i mean sticking on the family vibe like my family they they broke up over christmas so like when i was in hospital dealing with my leg 
yeah. they've gone through like a little divorce and then they moved over to Sydney. So like, that's been weird. It's just me and my dad home now. And there used to be seven of us in this house and now it's just two. So that took a bit of a readjusting, but I mean, I know it's, it's a weird one, you know, cause it creates a weird dynamic, but at the same time, like I think things turn out for the most part for the better really. Cause I mean, like it's a better, it's a better dynamic now. I mean, they're probably better off. I know dad's better off. So I guess it's not a bad thing in a way. Like it wasn't a challenge because it's sort of worked out for the best. Change, a good change. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I guess if you always have that mindset to anything really, I mean, it's, it's a hard one. Cause I never want to say that nothing's a challenge. Nothing's hard. If you have the right mindset, you'll be okay forever because I know that things affect people for sure. Like I get affected by things and, and things happen and, and sometimes you're sad, but for the most part, I think that if you can find a positive alternative way to look at it, you're going to be better off just as a general rule. Facts. Perspective matters big time. Yeah. Um, for myself, this year would be adapting with, to so many different changes all at once. That just brings with it so many challenges because in the change, like we talked about with the Kaylee Reese episode, having so many changes, bang, it's just such a challenge in itself because you've, you've, adapt, you've adapted or adjusted to a certain um, thing, method, lifestyle, and then it'll, it'll change, of course. COVID as well, it magnified everything. But the challenges were good because at the time they were challenging, of course, but they were good. That, that's one of the things that I feel like I'm glad to kind of, over, to kind of overcome or to go through just because it prepares you for whatever's next. And the journey's fucking long. We've got a long fucking journey ahead of us, but um, everything we do just prepares us for the next thing. Now, yeah. player one, Isaac, I've talked to you about it before <laughs> with Bobby, who's firmly against it. But if you look at yourself as a character in the game and you think, all right, and being completely honest with yourself, thinking about your background and just saying, all right, this was the background for my character. This was the scenario, blah, blah, blah. For you to go through the game this far, and still be alive and to be pursuing your dream. What do you think is one character trait that has really helped you to get through everything? I think, um, yeah, um, I think it would be like staying optimistic and always finding the silver lining in any situation. Like, just like what you were saying just before, like, like if, this is a big stream, but like nothing is either good or bad. It's just your thinking that makes it so. So like there's always going to be shit situations and experiences and we're always going to have problems in our life, but we just look at those problems and be like, oh, this is what we can get out of it. There's always going to be um, a gift in every single um, problem that we, that we, that we face. Um, but just staying staying remind keep reminding yourself like why you're doing what you're doing so i guess like uh like writing down your goals for example like if you write down your goals you always know like why you're doing it and then when hardship comes and and that you, you you'll be able to push through that and find the silver lining in that as well so yeah yeah jim Rohn has a great uh quote where he says 
setting an audacious goal is important because it pulls you through everything, like difficulties, whatever. A, a, a really ambitious goal can pull you through all of that, which is good, and, and that's a good thing. Now, on the spot, if you were to finish this sentence in 2023, Isaac Michel is ADCC world champion. Boom. Yes, sir. I agree. That sounds true. Man. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like how you do that. You've done that a few times. I've seen you do that with yourself as well. How you do that. Like in 2020, like you've always said this for, for the last few years, like in 2025, Sam is this or Sam is here. Sam is doing this. And I think that's a, that's a real powerful way to, to, to analyze yourself like that. Because like, I mean, your, your boys even affirmations, which is, which is good. And you you'll see it differently than others. But I mean, I've been seeing it. I mean, this has probably been a big movement for the last few years, but even for the, the last few guests that we've had on that have been top achievers throughout their career and like they've had a career before this, before the affirmations movement was a thing, they've already had their career, right? And they've been successful, but now they'll say like, yeah, I did this all along. Like you don't get there without, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't have the goal to be that thing and, and visualize that you're going to have it, then how do, you, how do you get there? It's like you're trying to go somewhere without a map. And I'm like, oh, yeah, true. You need the map. And I guess the map is that visualization. Exactly. And th those affirmations are just so important. Something we all know and talk about is just like the power of our own thoughts. And I won't get too deep into that because we could probably rant on that forever. But it's simply how it works. It starts with your mind. Absolutely everything. And this is no bullshit. Or this is just how it is. It starts with your mind. That's it. That's the rule. If you accept that rule, you'll you'll get a lot of benefit out of it and there's something we put up on the podcast page isaac's put up before as well we've all seen it it says it starts it goes from thought to word to action to habit to character to destiny and when you hear these guys that we've all that we've spoken to and these girls and then you hear people outside of it i just heard mike tyson talking to francis and on the on his podcast and he said to him Listen, your destiny is in your mouth. It's in the words that you say. He's like, I'm telling you now, if, if only I could get you to believe me, he's like, your destiny is in your mouth. It's in the words you say. And it's simply how it is. And we all understand it and we, we utilize those things. It's good. Um, and Isaac, if any uh, closure to your goals, which I know you're going you're gonna to hit that ADCC world champion goal, in all the... Well, not all. In the few people that we've spoken to, Josh, um, their similarities are carried across the board with both of you. So it's, I guess, a little bit of a good, it's good consolation to be like, all right, well, we're following the, the journey, the path. There's people that leave hints, you know. Um, we'll probably leave some when we get to wherever we get to as well. So, yeah, well, the good thing is that, I mean, upon, like, as we're going through the journey, even just now, and we're, we're putting it out there now, if that makes sense. Like we're pretty young in our journey, obviously. And like to set these goals now and to say that, and then this is all recorded, you know what I mean? And it's going to be cool to look back on and be like, yeah, I, this is, I said this was going to happen and, and here we are. I mean, it's going to be a powerful thing to look back on. I think it's going to be pretty cool. It will be. That's one of the benefits of having this 
recorded. It's like a it's like a live journal for us, you know. We get to and the people that we have on, we get to look back on it as well and be like, oh, cool, that's where my head was at at that point. You probably remember kind of, you know, when you look back on something now, like in last year, you remember where your head was at at the time of that situation, and it's like it's going to be interesting. It's cool to document. That yeah, that's a good point. I think this is really a really cool little segment I'd like to add in um, through through future episodes. I guess I'd like to start now, but every guest that we have on, on the player one podcast, um, obviously Sam and I have a, a, a strong sort of idea of them. Do you know what I mean? Like if anyone's on this podcast, it's because that Sam and I think that you're a player one, you know what I mean? And, and a player one to us is just simply someone that recognizes their own path and, and starts to forge it their way. So you create a life by your own terms. And I think that's exactly what you've done. And, Obviously, this is the first time talking to you, Isaac, but I mean, I've obviously heard a lot about you and, and, and seen a bit about your journey so far. And I guess the top reason that I was most excited to have you on is because, I mean, from such a young age, like you're, a, you're our age, right? But from the very start, you've, from what I can see and, and what I've heard is that you always do things just because it's what you want to do. And that's as simple as that. If it's that you want to go and travel South America in a van and you're only 18 or 19 and you want to be the best and you, you go to seek out the best. I mean, that's exactly what a player one does. You just put yourself in the best position to get to where you want to be. And I mean, I, I respect your love for that. So. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot. And yeah. along the way on the journey, the good thing is when you start, what we all realize when you start kind of just doing this whole trailblazing thing, which isn't anything, but you attempting to do what it is you want to do with your life. And when you go down that path, you run into, into other people along the way. You know, we all run into each other um, and it's good. You run into the characters. It's kind of hard to, to, I guess, kick it with, with people outside of that kind of pursuit, you know, because we all kind of get what we're trying to do here. We know the challenges that we're all going through, but we know the potential we have and we're just, we're just growing through it, trying to get there. That's, that's the main thing. That's the important thing. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure, boys. Pleasure. Is there anything you wanna you wanna add in either of you, or any anything you wanna shout out, Isaac? Or um, no, I just want to say thank you both. Um, and uh, I'm really happy to see what you guys are doing, and it's really great. So yeah, thank you both for having me on um, Player Ones. It was great. Yeah, pleasure, my bro. No worries. Thank you. I guess uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Where are we done. All righty. All right. Perfect. It's good to talk to you. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Catch you on the next one. Catch up. Ciao.